Welcome to Hiba is Writing, a podcast chronicling my journey as an independent author, writing to my heart's content. You're listening to season two, and this season is all about my current high fantasy novel in progress, The Pirates of Sissa. The story follows two people on opposite sides of a decades-long violent conflict who are forced to work together to usher in an era of peace. Hello, and welcome back to another episode. I'm on a roll these days. I'm working on episode after episode. I'm especially excited for the next couple of episodes because they're going to be all about two very interesting creatures that live in the Black Desert, the Sorinids and the Kahlakrabs. Today, I've decided to get us started with a little background and some fun facts about Sorinids. So, let's jump right in. Sorinids are really cool little creatures. I'm a little biased, but I still think they're cool, objectively speaking. (laughs) As I mentioned in the last episode, they're these slug-like animals with tough, leathery skin. They're quite small, with male sorinids growing up to the size of maybe an adult's thumb, and female sorinids growing to almost twice that size. There are millions of them living in the Black Desert, and their population has really thrived in this environment, possibly because of the lack of natural predators to keep the population controlled. So they basically reproduce without any worry about (laughs) their population dwindling. I said that they were slug-like creatures, but They do differ from slugs in that they don't have a mantle, if you know anything about slug anatomy. (laughs) Because, of course, why wouldn't you? (laughs) Um, And they also have a a more kind of prolonged conical shape to them. They tend to be either dark brown, maroon, or a black color, and have very small eyes that are sensitive to the sunlight. And of course, their color allows them to camouflage a little bit with the sand. So one thing you'll notice about the creatures that live in the Black Desert is that they're often a dark color and that really allows them to camouflage with their surroundings. So sometimes it is hard to see them, especially at night. So what do Sorinids eat? Sorinids can sustain themselves entirely on the minerals and sand that's available to them in the Black Desert. Now, you might be wondering how that works. How do they digest these minerals and the sand? And how do they make energy out of it to survive? Well, here's the thing about Sorinids that makes them pretty cool in my opinion. They can absorb the sun's rays and use them as energy to break down the minerals and glean nutrition from them. It's sort of like what we know of as photosynthesis, but there are many different theories to explain how that actually works and the specific chemical reactions that take place within a Sorinid's body that make it so that it can survive and break down what it eats with the help of sunlight are still a little bit of a mystery to the people of Parra. So um, that's something that scientists are still trying to figure out. All right, so now we know what they eat and we know about their really cool photosynthesis-like process, let's move on to what they do all day. In fact, most of the year, Sorinids spend their days with their heads buried in the sand and the rest of their bodies sticking out. So they have these circular mouths that gobble up the grains of sand and transform them into energy. 
As for their nights, they spend them with their whole bodies buried under the sand, curled up in a circular form, conserving energy. So you have to remember, in the Black Desert, nights are really cold, and these little creatures survive simply through this kind of photosynthetic process. Um, so it's something that they have to do every day throughout the day, and so when it's nighttime and there's no sunshine, they kind of have to conserve their energy and that is why they spend most of their time buried under the sand to keep from getting too cold and expending too much energy in terms of just heating up their own bodies and also just in terms of not moving around and staying still and just going to sleep essentially. The only time this changes is during the mating season when Sorinids spend a large part of their day looking for a mate which, of course, requires that both the male and female Sorinids are able to create enough energy to move around for that part of the day. So they do have to be able to, uh, let's say, charge <laughs> enough. So during those days, they spend half their time charging, so to speak, and half their time looking for a mate. As a little bit of an aside, female Sorinids tend to have longer-lasting energy reserves, and this actually ties into the reproductive uh, process for Sorinids. So Sorinid reproduction is, is interesting and I'm going to go into it, um, not the gory details, but just in general. In terms of how that works, the female Sorinid will burrow down in the sand a very, very long way until it finds damp sand or soil. So it knows that there's a water source nearby. And it'll stay there until it has given birth and then work its way back up and its young will follow. But of course, it's basically a survival of the fittest scenario, and they have to make it to the top and reach the sunlight to survive. Um, and their young are, of course, born with a little amount of energy that they take from their mother that allows them to survive for that first kind of sprint, shall we say, uh, to the top. Sorinids aren't carnivorous, uh, and so they're generally harmless to other creatures. They're really more so just kind of a background thing that lives in the desert. But they're also an excellent source of nutrition if you're in the desert and you are running low on supplies. So that makes them a bit of an unexpected savior for many travelers of the Black Desert who might find themselves in desperate situations when supplies are running low. Sorinids will keep you alive even if they don't give you all of the vitamins and nutrients your body needs. The important thing is that they'll keep you alive long enough to get through um, the desert <laughs> if you can catch them because they, they are quite quick. And I think, you know, the bigger they get, the slower they get. Uh, but generally speaking, Sorinids are quite quick as they wiggle through the, 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 the sand. Sorinids can be eaten raw because they're clean creatures. They spend hours under the sun or buried in the sand, and that, in general, is a very naturally clean environment. As animals, there's nothing in them that will hurt a person if they were to be eaten without being cooked, but most people prefer to eat them cooked, usually over an open fire, almost like you do with marshmallows. I don't know how, ta how tasty they are, uh, but they're definitely not disgusting. If you can get over the sand that you will probably most likely find inside them, no matter how much you try washing them or cleaning them before cooking them. Uh, and of course, the fact that they're tough, leathery skin makes them rather chewy. So if you can get over those two facts, um, you can probably eat these creatures and survive. 
Needless to say, as really the only food source to be found in the Black Desert, the Sorinid does make up a substantial part of the Khorsan diet in the desert. So the thing is, stealing from trades caravans is not always successful, and the Khorsan have to have a backup in case things go badly. So the Sorinids are basically a staple food for them in that, in that area, in that region of Qarra, that they rely on quite a lot. But of course, you know, <laughs> you can get sick of eating sorinids pretty much um, every day. So that's pretty much everything that I wanted to tell you about sorinids today. Let me know if you have any additional questions about these creatures by contacting me on my social media. You can find the links in the episode description. I know that they are a little bit on the weird side, but then they are fantasy creatures and I did kind of want to get a lot of creative license to go crazy. Um, but yeah, so if you have any questions, do contact me on my social media. Uh, you can find all the links in the episode description. Um, and you might also have noticed that lately I've been letting everybody know that you can get a free copy of my ebook Apartment, which is my psychological suspense novella, by helping me out with some academic research and filling out a survey on enhanced ebooks. It's a really quick survey, and if you're feeling so inclined, it would be a major help if you could take the time to let me know your thoughts on ebooks and enhanced ebooks in general. The link to that is also in the episode description, so you'll find everything you need to know there. And that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. In the next episode, I'll be talking about the Kalakrabs and what they're like. And let me tell you, they're a lot worse <laughs> than the Sorinids. So stay tuned for that. Until next time. <laughs>